Welcome, welcome, welcome to this, our worship service, our Easter service. Happy Easter to each and every one of you. It is good to be together today. We are so um, overjoyed at all the hands and hearts that are connected in this, our community, the Universalist Unitarian Church of Haverhill, and to anyone who is new or with us from afar, you are most welcome. We want to just let you know that there are a lot of ways to find our way to each other during the week. And we encourage you to visit our website, uuch.org, which has really been well cared for and very up to date with Zoom links, small gatherings, um, meditation, prayer, vespers, we so hope to see you at one of them. And as always, if you find yourself burdened and overwhelmed by all the technology, please do reach out to us. We are here to shepherd you through in any way that you need to be. And it is just so good to be together in this strange but most wonderful way today. So welcome. Let us now shift from welcome and gathering wherever you are. Find your way into your body and into the space that you are in. And let us cross the threshold, as they say. Feel the spirit among us and within yourselves, for it is there. I offer this invocation, which I adapted from a piece written by the Reverend Cynthia Landrum. So some of these words are hers and some of them are mine. Let us worship with our eyes and ears and fingertips. Never has it been more true. We turn our eyes to screens, our fingertips touch keyboards and fiddle with dials. Our ears turn to listen to speakers. Across the waves, across this town and neighboring towns, the state, even the country, for we have come to learn that this service is reaching many, we gather together. So let us now enter worship with the opening of all the windows of our being. In this we pray with the full outstretching of our spirits. And on this Easter Sunday, a day of stretching out, blossoming, opening, radically loving, hoping, rebirthing, on this day, you are faithfully called to worship.
I'm now going to ask Sophia to light our chalice, the symbol of our free faith, and the reminder that when we are gathered, the spirit is in our midst. Let us join together in the familiar words of our unison affirmation. Love is the doctrine of this church. The quest for truth is its sacrament and service is its prayer. This is our great covenant to dwell together in peace, to seek the truth in love and to help one another to the end that all souls shall grow in harmony with the divine. As we enter into our time of prayer and honoring of all those joys and all of those concerns which we, this community, hold, let us now turn to beautiful hymn for the earth forever turning as a way to center ourselves. Please feel free to sing to yourself or to just receive it. Before I begin, I just want to take a moment to thank our stunning worship associate, Joanna Fortna, this morning for bringing her presence and and time to this service. Um, We're so grateful. And as your intern minister, for those of you who might not know my name, I'm Sophia Lyons. It is such an honor to serve you and to serve beside your stunning minister, the Reverend Frank Clarkson. So, I just wanted to take a moment to say that. I can't help but think so much about how we honor the joys and sorrows from week to week in our sanctuary. And I have been utterly delighted by the power of virtually honoring this moment and each other in this world amid this distance 
And yet my heart still so longs to be in our sanctuary, standing at our beautiful bowl of sand and offering you candles to light. I miss your voices. And I miss watching you silently light candles in the corners, those flickering lights burning strong throughout the service. It's nothing short of holy for me, and I know I'm not alone. Because they are of you, that's what makes them holy. Beautiful, wonderful you, and I miss them, and I miss you. And I wanted to start by saying that because it felt important to say. And yet this holds power too, doesn't it? Today, I hope we can find our way back into our sanctuary in some way. Maybe you want to close your eyes. And so let us start by lighting candles in our hearts today, in our hearts and minds, for all those who are suffering these days. Those who are sick, who are terrified of becoming sick whose loved ones are at risk. We see you, we honor you. And for those who are alone, craving human touch, weary, maybe even lost, we see you and we honor you. For those who are exhausted, stretched too thin, Holding more than they can bear, we see you, and we honor you. And for those who do not have what they need, security, shelter, care, food, basic human dignities, we see you, and we honor you today and on all days. And our joys, let us not forget our joys. My God, do we need to find them and hold them these days. We light candles for every act of kindness, both given and received. The phone calls, the notes of love and concern, the hand-stitched mask makers, the drive-by honking, singing birthday trains. The needed smile at a grocery store, the good news. Buds ready to burst forth, the stars and the moon. We see you, we see you, and we honor you. And I ask us all to light a special candle in our hearts today for our lamp keepers. These are the folk who are on the front lines, our nurses, doctors, chaplains, healthcare heroes, essential workers, many of which are a part of this congregation. They are a part of this congregation. We thank you for being steady lights in this darkness and for carrying the burden that you are We wish you didn't have to. We wish you didn't have to. And so I call you our lamp keepers and we see you. We love you and we honor you.
And so my prayer today, loving God, source of all, dear friend, great seer and honorer, see us through. Help us to stretch and reach our hearts out to those who are suffering. And my God, help us to know when to ask for help ourselves. To lay down all of our prayers and good work and let someone else take up the mantle. Let someone else see us through. We pray for the wisdom to know ourselves, what we can manage and what we cannot. We pray for the courage it takes to press on and the courage it takes to cease. And we thank you for this, our most beloved community where all of this, all of this has a home and where all of us, no matter how we show up, belong, a place to say, how can I help? And a place to say, help. Dear God, help us to not forget this. Not now, not now. In this we pray, in this we pray. Amen. First reading is the last chapter of the Gospel according to Mark. These lines that bring an abrupt end to the earliest of the four biblical accounts of Jesus' life and ministry. This is Mark 16, verses 1 through 8. 
When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James, and Salome, bought spices so they, that they might go to anoint Jesus' body. Very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb and they asked each other, who will ro roll the stone away from the entrance to the tomb? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed, he said. You are looking for Jesus, the Nazarene, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him? But go tell his disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. Trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. The second reading is this poem for worship in these days written by the UU minister, Reverend Gretchen Haley. Roll away the stone of your hesitant heart. Let the light shine on all the sleeping shadows. Awaken to this day that offers itself to you and to all as a gift. Awaken to this beauty that persists, the chance that we might begin again, that even here we are finding our way, the healing and hope, that even now we are changed by the in and out of breath, the rhythm we forge across screens and the comment sections the recreation of community, the remembering of how to grieve together, woven through loving, that we might still surprise this earth with a new song sung together, calling us all in, and before long, sending us back out to life. On the second Sunday of the month, it is our custom to give our offering away to a worthy organization in our community. This month, that organization is the United Way of Massachusetts Bay and the Merrimack Valley. As you know, the pandemic has had a catastrophic effect on our economy. Millions have filed unemployment claims, and here in Massachusetts, an estimated two in five workers lack sufficient savings to withstand a sudden loss of wages. Our local United Way has established the COVID-19 Family Support Fund, which will help 
hourly and low-wage workers impacted during this crisis. We thank you for all you're doing these days to help our friends and neighbors and to support our congregation. There's information about how to give on your screen. Our offering will now be gratefully received. wonder, how are you doing on this Easter Sunday? I ask because even in a normal year, I find the transition of this weekend, the transition from Good Friday to Easter, I find that to be rather abrupt. It happens so fast. And so I do appreciate the invitation of Holy Week, which precedes Easter, to enter into the story and travel with Jesus as he and his friends take their itinerant ministry from Galilee to the big city of Jerusalem, where the, where the Roman army is in charge and where things don't go well, and by the end of the week, Jesus has been arrested and then is put to death. So I appreciate this week, but this year, with this virus now ravaging our world, it's like Holy Week on steroids. 
death and suffering isn't symbolic. It isn't a metaphor. People are dying. And frontline workers are at risk because they don't have the right protective gear. And the virus seems to be disproportionately hurting those who are already at the margins. And we've all lost things in this and had our lives curtailed. One loss that I'm aware of is the future that we have been imagining and looking forward to because none of us know right now what the future will bring, what our lives will look like in the coming months. We just don't know. And into all this, here comes Easter. Are you ready? I've been asking that of myself the last couple of weeks and was heartened when I saw a local clergy friend ask the same question online. He wrote, can we just agree to set a new date for Resurrection Sunday? Just asking for myself, he wrote. I know how he feels. It feels like the necessity of these days is to be right here in the struggle and in the pain of it because you know there's no way to get out of it, no way to pretend that this isn't happening. But remember 2,000 years ago, that little band of fishermen and other common folk who followed a man named Jesus because they could tell he was filled with the Spirit. Their lives were hard, and the future for them was never certain. But in his presence, they felt alive. They got glimpses of freedom and possibility. In his presence, there was food enough to share, and sick people got better. In that way, life was good. But then Jesus went to Jerusalem and he thumbed his nose at the rulers and they did what oppressive powers do. They killed him. And his followers went into hiding, afraid for their lives. And afterwards, it was the women, of course, who got up their courage and went to the tomb to anoint his body. Nobody knows exactly what happened, but in the days and in the years that followed, people still sensed Jesus in their midst. Walking along a dusty road or after they went back to fishing in the Sea of Galilee, they felt his presence. They started telling the story of the empty tomb, of the stone that had been rolled away. Over the centuries, the image that became the symbol of Western Christianity is Jesus hanging on the cross. But wouldn't a better symbol be the empty tomb? The point of the Easter story is that even death could not contain his spirit. That when everything seems lost and broken and uncertain and you think it's over, that it's right then that God 
or love or goodness, whatever you call it, shows up, breaks into our lives, reminds us that in the end, love wins, that love is stronger even than death. In those last lines from the Gospel of Mark, we heard the women wondering as they walked to the tomb, who will roll away the stone? Because they knew that it was big and heavy. And when they got there, they found the stone had already been rolled away. The work was already done. They didn't have to do anything but bear witness to the miracle that was right in front of them, which, of course, was no small thing to do. And it's why the story says they ran away trembling and afraid. And now here we are on Easter morning being asked to bear witness to the empty tomb, to the fact that the stone has already been rolled away. We don't have to do anything but bear witness to that and lean into that new reality. As the great Easter hymn says, love's redeeming work is done. Alleluia. The brilliant contemporary theologian and preacher Rob Bell He did a series of podcasts about the life and ministry of Jesus, which he titled Jesus H. Christ. In the last episode, Bell sums up Jesus' message in one sentence. He says that Jesus' core message is this, you are already at the party. He says this is what Jesus meant when he would say, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Jesus meant that God, the spirit of love and goodness and wholeness, is already right here with us. We are already at the party. We just forget that, or we don't look for it. And people back then, 2,000 years ago, most of them, they didn't get it either. And this is why I need Easter, especially this year. And I expect it's why you need Easter too, to be reminded to wake up and look up and see that in spite of everything, there is still plenty of good in our world, that love does abide, that there is a party laid out for us right now if we will open our eyes and behold it. And if you're not quite ready for full-on Easter yet, don't worry. Easter isn't a day. It's a whole season, 50 days of opening up to love, to possibility, to the ways that the mystery is moving in our midst. We've got time. And right now in these, in these days, isn't this a good time to be looking for signs of life, for little resurrections right here in our midst and also in the mess of this current situation?
The invitation is to be right here in the struggle and at the same time to be leaning toward the light and reaching for hope. This is what it means to be people of faith, to be Easter people in a Good Friday world. We are here to awake to the wonder of this moment and to do what we can to create heaven right here on earth, reaching out in love, sharing what we have, working for healing and wholeness for everyone. These days, when we need all the hope we can get, let's start with little resurrections reaching out to a friend, or putting your hands in the dirt, making masks to help keep people safe, or listening for the peepers singing their resurrection hymn. Whatever it is these days, please do what you can to put yourself in the way of grace. These days, let's lean in to Easter. Let's work on opening our hearts a little wider, a little wider, so that we can hold both the challenge and the joy of these days and these lives we have been given. So we can do the work we have been given to do and help heal and bless our world. For months now, I have been looking forward to this day because our choir was going to sing an Easter song written by my friend Jason Shelton with the words we just heard from Gretchen Haley. We have to wait now for that, but there will come a day when we will be back in church together And we can join in with the choir and sing that song that's about rolling away the stone. And I expect it will be even better then because we will have been living that message in these days. It will have been our prayer. Roll away the stone of your hesitant heart. Let the light shine on all the sleeping shadows. Awaken to this day that offers itself to you and to all as a gift. Awaken to this beauty that persists, this chance that we might begin again, that even here we are finding our way to healing and hope that even now we are changed by the in and out of breath, the rhythm we forge across screens and comments sections, the recreation of community, the remembering of how to grieve together, woven through loving, that we might still surprise this earth with a new song, sung together, calling us all in, and before long, sending us back out to life. And in 
this, my companions. Let us know it all as blessing. The joy and the sorrow, the light and the shadow. Because we are Easter people, now and forever. Amen. Something I've learned in this new world is that I'm not going to be singing along with the piano music that our musicians are playing. It just doesn't work. And you're probably thinking, thank God he's not doing that again. But we're about to sing that great Easter hymn, Jesus Christ is Risen Today. And the words are on your screen. I hope wherever you are, you will join in and sing. Sophia will uh, extinguish the chalice and let us say the words for extinguishing the chalice. We extinguish the flame, but not the light of truth, the warmth of community, or the fire of commitment. These we carry in our hearts until we are together again. And so my dear friends, 
we offer you this blessing. Life is short and we do not have much time to gladden the hearts of those who travel the way with us. So be swift to love and make haste to be kind. And may the peace of God, which is beyond all understanding, bless you and keep you. Bless and keep our whole world in these days and abide with us now and forever. Amen. Amen. And happy Easter.